Welcome to today's episode of Global Talks. I am your host, Princess Cruz, and I am your companion in learning beyond your borders. If you have not yet done, hit that follow button so that you won't ever miss another podcast episode. Today is Friday, so that means that we will tackle the notion of internationalization. Today is very special because I have a friend here joining us for the show. He is a host, a content creator, and an educator in the contemporary world, Mr. Philip Chan. Hello, Philip. How have you been? Good day, Princess. First of all, thank you for having me. It is such a privilege to be able to get here and share my knowledge about my expertise with you and, of course, with your listeners, especially now that we are all stuck in our homes because of the pandemic. You know, with this situation, might as well have something to be knowledgeable about, right? Well, yes, the pandemic has indeed challenged me in different life aspects, such as, uh, such as my work, finances, emotional state, I think we all are. But yeah, generally, I've been doing completely fine. Thank you for asking. That's great to know. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you, Philip, for making time. You know, I see that you're super busy from hosting online. And now that schools have returned, but in an online setting, I presume it must be difficult for you to adjust to this kind of setup. Yeah, I wouldn't deny that. And I think we all are having a difficult time. But from time to time, we'll be able to get the hang of it. I think it's just a matter of self-discipline and mindset. I agree with you. But as much as I'd like to talk about our pandemic lives, let's put that topic aside first and proceed to our main discussion. Oh, and later on, we'll have to introduce our very special guest that will share his experiences and insights with us tonight. Sure, absolutely. I can't wait. In today's episode of Globalism, we will tackle the interrelation of globalization to overseas Filipino workers. I think this is a very important topic because as you mentioned a while ago, especially in this time of crisis, we should all be updated about the current events that are not happening in just our country, but also in all over the world. Yes, that's true. It is very timely as OFWs are also one of the many who were greatly affected by this pandemic, considering that the majority of the countries with most COVID cases are where most OFWs reside. And as we delve deeper into the topic, we'll start by defining the concept of globalization. Most people think that when they hear the word globalization, they would basically elucidate it as global consumerism. However, correct me if I'm wrong, in my knowledge, globalization does not only equate to that concept alone. Um, Can you elaborate further on this? Yes, the term globalization is very implicit. Although the definition you have stated is true, I would also have to agree that it does not only limit global services and trade because it has different theories and perspectives. In a general point of view, it is the sharing of money, culture, and products between different countries that is happening due to international trade and advancements in transportation and communication, which was also caused by globalization. Looking into Anthony Giddens' perspective, a famous sociologist, He viewed globalization as the deepening and speeding up of worldwide interconnectedness in all aspects of social life. That being said, we can grasp that it is a process that is more than just economics. It is very broad to the extent that it can mean in any way that nations or states have become interconnected with. And on the other hand, in order for us to better understand the concept, is its integration to the term globality, which, according to Steger, is the existence of global economic, political, cultural, and environmental interconnections or flows, which I think 
also applies to the set of social reforms and processes that help shape or change the conditions of our current society. That's true. And to add to that, we can consider the presence of diplomatic settlements, the holding operations and services of bank corporations in different countries, the standardization of cultural expressions globally that is seen in fashion trends, food, production, films, and the presence of OFWs itself as examples of globalization. With this information, we can say how globalization, with no question, has transformed and benefited worldwide interactions in commerce and technology, where it serves as a medium in providing access to information, access to new markets, as well as foreign cultures that resulted in people across the globe becoming more connected. Of course, we could not ignore the fact that no matter how much globalization has developed and liquefied the flows in our society, challenges and downsides are inevitable. For instance, in a cultural aspect, where you mentioned how the culture, for example, of Korea, has been introduced and adapted in our country through the movies that we watch on Netflix, the food that we eat, the fashion trend that we follow, and the many more prospects that we never even notice. We lose our sense of identity because we tend to follow the mainstream. And because of that, we forget, we forget to support and stand for our own culture and the resources that we have, which in a way also lose our global diversity, not to mention the foreign worker exploitation that most OFWs experience, job displacement, unequal economic growth, which raises the issue that only developed countries are winners of globalization and the like. And now that we're done understanding the concept of globalization, let us now move on to the question, how globalization affects OFWs. One of the necessary outlooks of globalization is the free movement of labor, wherein, as Pettinger specified, workers are entitled to look for work in another country without requiring any visa. And on the contrary, since you mentioned the labor movement, it is where the movement of people enters the picture in the form of immigration, international student flows, business travel, and tourism, whereby the economic status of the country where the person resides into is deemed as a contributing factor as to why they prefer to move from a low income to a high income country, which leads me to the notion that most Filipino workers move from one country to another to find better employment opportunities. Well, before we look into each specification, I'd like to introduce you to our guest this evening. Mr. Elmer Cruz, good evening, sir. How are you today? Hi, good evening too. I'm fine, thank you. Can you tell us about your job? <laughs> How many years have you been working abroad? Okay, currently, I work at NXP Semiconductors Taiwan as senior product engineer. I've been there for four years already, and my responsibilities are mainly focused on failure analysis, creating 8D reports for customers. After performing the electrical verification or testing, and root cause analysis of those uh, failed uh, integrated circuits, ICs, as we call it, ICs, used in automotive applications like high-end cars, BMW, Ferrari. Aside from this, I am responsible to answer all the concerns from the customers when it comes to product or device concerns. Before working in NXP Taiwan, I worked from different semiconductors companies or electronic companies 
in Singapore as an engineer as well for 11 years. In other words, I've been working abroad for 15 years already, if I'm not mistaken. Before that, I gained much my foundation of engineering skills from other semiconductor companies in Philippines as well. I see. Okay, uh, good evening to you, since I wasn't able to greet you a while ago. Uh, four years is a pretty long time, and I see your work uh, is a very important one, especially in the other countries. So why did you decide to work overseas? What do you think are the things that you sacrificed for this? There are many reasons why working abroad will benefit myself personally and my career. Um, for obvious reasons, I needed a better career opportunity and higher income. This will benefit my family as well. I think that some sacrifices I made were having to live farther away from my family, which made me miss out on some special occasions like Christmas, New Year. And considering that the current situation where we have a pandemic, I'm not able to go back at home as well. Yes, that is very unfortunate. So besides those sacrifices, what about your remarkable experience while working there? Mm. Working abroad has taught me to appreciate each day more, even the bad days. It's a great lesson to letting go of, it, letting go of it expectations, embracing challenges, and making the most of the moment you're in. Because being an OFW is full of challenges and sacrifices. But as you learn from your mistakes, it will bring you more efforts to improve it and achieve those goals. And speaking of the reason behind their migration, let's talk about some specifications why Filipinos prefer to work abroad anyways. According to an article written in the PinoyOFW.com, there are 12 reasons why Filipinos would want to work abroad. One, high unemployment in the country. Filipinos would want to ease the burden of their families by working abroad. Two, higher salary and more benefits. The Philippines has one of the lowest salary structures in Southeast Asia, and many Filipinos can't make ends meet with the jobs that are being offered in their home country. Three, family and peer pressure. Seeing other OFWs receive higher salaries and better lifestyles entice Filipinos to work abroad. Additionally, being a family-centric society, Filipinos take into consideration the benefits of working abroad to provide for their family. Four, better career opportunities. With a strong, with a strong competition for jobs, Filipinos would go abroad to have an easier time finding occupations. Five, economic condition. Since the government is not able to provide basic services like healthcare, Filipinos then seek those basic services in other countries. Six, application discrimination. Although the country is working to become a more open society, it is embarrassing to say that discrimination still occurs. Like if they don't have the right credentials or connections, if they do not pass physical qualifications, and even some that are qualified but not pleasing to look at. Seven, job insecurity in the country due to contractual status. When you are a contractual employee, wouldn't you be scared that your contract would be terminated at any time? 
This is why Filipinos seek job opportunities and job security in other countries. Eight, technology makes communication easier. If a Filipino migrates abroad, it is easy for them to contact their loved ones. Just one click and they could video call their family. It's not the same as getting to spend time with them in real life, but it sure does help a lot. Nine, high income taxes and high cost of living. The Philippines has high income taxes, specifically 10% of your monthly income, while other countries have low income tax, which lets them save the difference. Plus, because of inflation, the cost of living in the Philippines is actually high. 10. Exploring new opportunities. It is common knowledge that there are more opportunities abroad. 11. Families are abroad. Some workers choose to migrate because their families have already migrated before them. And lastly, 12. They no longer feel safe in the country. With all the calamities that affect the Philippines, added with the widespread crime and killing, Filipinos flee to safer countries with a smaller crime rate and fewer natural disasters. Sir, did you see yourself behind these reasons? Also, after reaching your objectives to work overseas based on your personal experiences, what do you think are its advantages and disadvantages? Mm, yes, it's true. If a country can, can provide a comp competitive salary for individuals, job security, safety, and better taxes, and benefits for employees, I think people would, would reconsider going abroad for this prospect. But in reality today, that's not the case. One of the biggest reasons people from Philippines work abroad is their desire to help their family members and make their lives a little easier and comfortable. On top of earning money or more money, I could say, to send their, to their families. They also hope to someday bring their loved ones with them abroad. For me, there are pros and cons of being an OFW. For instance, as you, as you mentioned that high income, travel experience abroad, and global career. Professions, marketability are some of the advantages we could say However, we need to consider the disadvantages, I mean, such as homesickness and loneliness, cultural shock, and discrimination. When we say discrimination, much like back in my experience in Singapore, some of, my, some of the locals thought that Filipinos were out, of, were out to steal those job opportunities. That honestly made me more motivated for that case to prove that I deserve my job. I see. What you've said is indeed true. So now that we've gone over why Filipinos prefer to work abroad, let's discuss the effect of globalization to OFWs. Care to elaborate on this topic, Princess? Well, based on a, a study done by Garcia in 2004, Globalization has created a new reality for OFWs. There has been a feminization of Philippine migration and OFWs have based their identity on what they can do for their family. This means that more Filipino women over men are migrating abroad to seek an occupation. Ah, yes, that's true. No wonder when I visited Hong Kong, 
I saw many more Filipino women working there over men. That may be so. Other than the feminization of Philippine migration, globalization has also caused Filipinos to focus their reason for migrating on the fact that if they migrate, they can do more and provide more for their families instead of just themselves. To add to that, globalization has made people around the world more interconnected. Thus, it is easier for Filipinos to find work abroad. In the modern day, all it takes is a click of a button to check for job offers online. While before, when the internet wasn't a thing yet, you would need some sort of connection to the country you would want to work in. That's true, Philip. The world is so connected nowadays that it only takes one button to talk to someone across the world. This is a big advantage because this would let the OFWs have some sort of connection with their loved ones back home. Although the disadvantage of this is that they could be in different time zones. So they would have to work out a specific time on when to call each other. So Mr. Cruz, I'd like to know what you think is the major effect of globalization to each migrant worker. What do you think is the effect of OFWs or migrant workers to the workings and system of globalization itself? I think that there's both a positive and negative major effect of globalization to each migrant worker. In a positive, globalization is increasing labor market integration, which means that there's a higher opportunity for migrant workers to have the chance to hold a stable job, usually a permanent full-time job with pay and position. But the, but the negative would be as a result of large-scale technological developments that, that accompany that, this phenomenon. The demand on unskilled labor is reduced, which means there's an increase in hidden unemployment, a lack of new job openings, and deterioration of real wage rates. Consequently, I think that with how migrant workers benefit both their home country and their country of destination. You can say that migrant workers are like a stimuli for globalization and keeps these systems thriving. That's very insightful, Mr. Cruz. And I have to agree with majority of your um, details regarding the negative aspects of globalization because there are negative aspects within the system itself. So now let's talk about this controversial topic. Many overseas Filipino workers are being dubbed as quote-unquote modern day heroes and I personally think that they really are. However, the issue scopes the fact that due to the country's economic situation in the past years, the Philippines has been the major source of global migrants specifically for labor. In this widely contested societal topic, they seem to be perceived then as global servants. They move there for a more sustainable and adequate income for the family they support, which their country inadequately gives. In the research done by Ms. Maria Victoria Garcia entitled The Overseas Filipino Workers' Identity, Local Modern Day Heroes or Global Servants, she looked into how these OFWs perceive themselves with all the social labels about them, whether they are local modern-day heroes or global servants, and whether it affects their personal, family, or even their social life. 
Well, that paper is quite interesting, you see. Majority of the OFWs who took the survey said that the labels have little significance on them, for the importance of their place is based on the welfare and well-being of their families. Although there's been a feminization of Filipino migration, the new reality brought upon them gave them the identity based on what they can do for their families, in which I think is, very honorable, is a very honorable way to perceive themselves. I agree with you on that. They're not simply instruments for globalization. They are gallant heroes who can do the impossible for their families. Now, Mr. Cruz, what's your take on this perspective? And in the political climate we're in, what can you say about these social labels? What can you say about those people? Um, for me, the consequences of this process of globalization is the increasing spatial mobility of the people, which manifests in the growing number of migrant workers from developing countries, particularly the Philippines. This vital role of overseas Filipinos makes them mga bagong bayani or new heroes, according to the most of the majority of Filipino officials. An individual of OFW, we could say, helps in the globalization of a certain country by means of their remittances. OFW remittances have contributed significantly to the country's foreign exchange earnings. In doing so, these remittances have contributed to strengthening the nation's positions regarding the balance of payments, bolstering the surplus on current accounts. Personally, I don't think about the labels put onto us OFWs because ultimately, I think I can say these foremost OFWs, our focus is to just work hard for our family. So people can think of us as a heroes or as a global servants, but that this, uh, this doesn't really matter to us as much as people may think is may think otherwise. I see. It's nice that you have such a nice view towards what other people think of you. Can you say that working overseas changed your life and your perspective towards it? Yes, I would say it has. It brings challenges into our quality of life, wherein you need to face a new world. No matter which country you end up in. You need to adjust and adapt to the new cultures and traditions and make sure to understand them so as to not disrespect them. I mean, sorry. It has made me appreciate the diversity we have in the world and made me more open-minded. That's a good point. And so lastly, Mr. Cruz, I just really want to ask, what keeps you going when you work tediously while away from home, especially during this pandemic? What do you like to say to every OFW working hard for their families right now? Mm, my family is my priority and my motivation daily. A continuous communication with them helped me a lot to overcome the common disadvantages of being an OFW especially during this pandemic. 
where we constantly worried about each other's well-being. I'd like to say to my fellow OFWs that we must have strong faith and prayer. Those are the powerful tools to keeping us grounded. Performing our best in our daily jobs and focusing on our responsibilities give us the reassurance that these sacrifices are worth it. Because the ultimate value of your experience abroad will depend on your willingness to take those risks and embrace the newness and uncertainty that comes with living overseas. So, always put God wherever you are and always think, prioritize your family to avoid the temptation, I could say. Thank you, Mr. Cruz. That is very inspirational and that's very optimistic as well. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that your fellow OFWs would definitely say the same thing and agree with you. Wow, we really learned something priceless today. Thanks to Mr. Cruz's appearance on this podcast, a father and a husband that we highly respect. To all the OFWs out there, you're our heroes. We thank you all so much for your hard work and sacrifice. And yeah, I think that concludes our podcast episode for today. Again, thank you, Philip, for sharing your knowledge. That has been very insightful. And that's about it. If you like this episode, please share it with someone that you know and go ahead and tag us on your Instagram with this link. Thank you, Princess. It is my pleasure. Remember, we learn and we talk about it. Till next time. Ciao.